0: All right. Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. I'm really excited to have Tammy Haas on the show today. So, Tammy is the founder and CEO of Versus 12. Tammy's going to tell you more about what she does and the little army that she's growing at at over in her area, but she's doing some profound things in health. She's in a very great spot in Nashville, and doing some great things. But I'm not going to steal our thunder. Tammy, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Anthony. I'm glad to be here.
0: <laughs> great, great. To, well, a couple of things. Thank you for peeling off time to do this. Um, and thank you for making time. And I, I guess what I'd love to start off doing is hearing about your background. You know what? What are the things that you've gone through in your life that have led you to where you're at today? So love to hear about your origin story.
1: Okay. Well, that's a really deep question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we start off with the small ones. <laughs> yeah,
1: so I do believe that, you know, you're the way you grow up and where you grow up and your background totally influences what you do in adult life. And for me, I uh, grew up in Amory, Mississippi, and uh, I had a sister and me and my dad did not treat us like girls. And so I grew up not really knowing that there were any limits on what a girl should do or what a guy should do. And it wasn't until I got in college that I realized I was probably a little weird because I was one of those geeky math science students that loved, uh, you know, math, science, computer science. And so I majored in computer science in college and I graduated with a, a degree in computer science way back. I'm not even going to tell you the date because you do mm. math on it. <laughs> but um, I will tell you this. There were two people in my, two women in my graduating class in computer science. But I, I really feel like I had one of those kind of leave it to beaver childhoods because there wasn't just a whole lot of things that you could do to get in trouble in Amory, Mississippi. Mm. Um, and then after college, I moved to Nashville and the, and the rest is kind of history.
0: Mmm. Mm. No, I, I love it. Well, I, I love your background. Well, it's, it's, it's diverse and it's blended, uh, across, you know, two spectrums, of course, you know, um, so I appreciate your, your story of your upbringing. Um, I mean, I think that says a lot. So very interesting, unique recipe of business, leadership, health, and, and IT, right. And technology, I guess what what I'd love to hear a little bit about is, um, you know, in terms of what you're focusing on today, maybe you can tell us a little bit, first of all, of Versus 12, why why you started the company, you know, what do you guys do, but also in the spaces in relation to health, I'd also love to hear about what you're focused on and what you guys are doing, what has you most passionate about health, And, and as you and I know, it's a really interesting time in health, so just love to hear more about the present. Um, and and what, what your company's focused on and what you're, what you're doing today.
1: So at Versus 12, we are a Salesforce gold partner. I started the company about eight years ago. Actually, we'll have our eight year anniversary in August. And I'll tell you about why I started the company in, in a minute, but we, uh, our tagline is that we are transforming healthcare with Salesforce. Mm. And it's not just a tagline for us. We are doing some of the most fun and innovative things and really feel that we're serving a market and creating technology that would not otherwise exist if we were not in this space. Mm. There are firms that are smaller than us. There are firms that are bigger than us, but it's this perfect blend of talent and location of being in nashville and having access to key thought leaders trends and technology and we're putting it all together to mm-hmm. uh in our own little way impact what is going on with healthcare right now where the patient is becoming the center of care
0: mm. Mm. no i i love it tammy and maybe for our listeners out there um, the Nashville phenomenon in healthcare is real, right? And I know you have a strong background with HCA, you know, huge system. Um, maybe you can tell, tell us a little bit on, on why, why Nashville and healthcare is almost like so synonymous in this like tipping point and why, why it's so key.
1: Well, when I started my career as a software developer, I fell into healthcare. I had, mm-hmm. I had no idea that it would be an industry that I would become passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a very complicated industry as well. Mm. So I had the opportunity to really learn about the spectrum of the reimbursement model, the clinical model, mm-hmm. the operational model, uh, how things get financed, how things get get. Uh, the initiatives that come down from government and how government plays a role in healthcare. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that primarily HCA is a a big factor of how the boom in healthcare has occurred in Nashville. I actually have a healthcare family tree that is produced by the Nashville healthcare council on the back of my door in my office. Mm -hmm. And it shows, I don't know, maybe a thousand companies that have been, uh, that have spawned off from uh, those beginning uh, founders and management team from the HCA family, mm-hmm. and to and versus twelve is on there, so we're very proud of that. Nice. But I think that the there are so many com- so many things about healthcare. Obviously, patient care being the most important and the reason that the industry exists. But there's so many other factors like government regulation and reimbursement and um, and staffing and operational processes that go into it. It is a, it's not just, there's not one simple recipe. And I would also say that the way patients mm-hmm. are served that are part of Medicare or Medicaid mm-hmm. could be dramatically different in different regions of the country than commercial insurance payers or people who are uh, get insurance from their employers. And mm-hmm. those are the things that are driven by government regulation that I think will probably be changing as the patient becomes more in control of their own health record and their options of where they go to get health care services. Mm-hmm. So as, as we mm-hmm. pull that back down to Nashville, there's all kinds of things going on in Nashville related to, Healthcare and blockchain, and um, mm-hmm. also healthcare and partnerships with the government. And what we also see is this trend of the payer and the provider becoming blended. So, right. you know, in the past, the payer's been one organization and the provider's been another, right. but there are joint ventures popping up, there's partnerships, there's acquisitions. And then, you know, everybody knows about the CBS and that and the deal. But there's a lot of that going on in every different subspecialty in mm-hmm. the industry.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I, I love it, Tammy. And, you know, to play it back a little bit with just kind of the, the, the common thread uh, of everything you're mentioning here, right? Uh, patient-centered, patient-centered model that we're moving into this value-based world. HCA phenomenal um, you know, system in the heart of Nashville. Uh, you guys as being a partner and really working close with Salesforce, Salesforce is bringing in, right, a, an architecture to the, to the model that, that supports that patient center model, the customer relationship management concept. And so lots of interesting things going on. You also mentioned uh, blockchain, which is becoming a really interesting architecture to support this blending, right, of providers and payers, uh, I guess I'm playing back here, but uh, you know a little bit on what you're mentioning here. But I'd love to hear a little bit more on a, a deeper level on some of these common threads. If if you if you have um, some specific you know passions uh, that in this area that you're excited to see, mainly from like a like an innovation or technology standpoint, you know, is it is it blockchain that has you most excited? But what what you know, or is it something else that has you? really excited just love to hear about maybe one or two things in health innovation health tech that really is captivating your attention these days
1: gotcha well i'll i'll go back a little bit to mm-hmm. why i started versus 12 and mm-hmm. you know i had been in corporate it with big companies and large companies and startups and publicly held uh, healthcare companies and just mm-hmm. got all kinds of great experience worked with fantastic people mm-hmm. but the one the one core uh, truth in all of that work was that mm-hmm. healthcare is hard. Healthcare technology is hard. It's mm-hmm. never a simple way to do almost anything. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of money that goes into the clinical systems, uh, but there's a, a lot of kind of operational processes that um, may uh, Be done manually. You know, when Mm -hmm. you go to the doctor and you fill out your paperwork over and over again. And there's also manual processes in the hospitals and in the health systems and even at the payers. When I say manual processes, I'm talking about Excel spreadsheets and, uh, you know, a common, not a true integrated workflow management system. And so I actually became a customer of Salesforce and we Mm -hmm. self implemented the product to do some operational. Process efficiency, and mm-hmm. fell in love with the technology, and because I knew that this technology would really be a game changer in healthcare and right. could solve so many problems, I I had to create a business around it. And it took mm-hmm. me a couple of years to get the guts to do that because right. I- you know, when you've not started a company before, it's not the easiest thing to walk away from a right. corporate job and do. But I I founded the company on some basic core principles: mm. of passion, collaboration, transformation, and integrity. And it, it those those core values are needed in any business, but they're needed in healthcare more than any. Core, you know more than any core values that i can think of and so what we think we're really doing is kind of the dirty work if you think about it i mean there's a lot of sexy technology going on in, right now in healthcare but we're doing some of the dirty work but it's it's alleviating uh, cost and it is also freeing up clinical people to do what they really went to school and what they created a passion for and that is Working with the patient. Now, mm-hmm. with that being said, we are implementing some really uh, state of the art transformational technology as it relates to patient engagement and patient outreach. And I think mm-hmm. one of my most favorite stories is very early in the release of the Salesforce product called Health Cloud, we implemented that for a company in Nashville. It was a startup company. Mm -hmm. Um, I I knew the founder from uh, previous roles and he had already grown and sold one company. He started another company because he had a personal story in which uh, one of his family members uh, was addicted to opioids and Mm -hmm. became pregnant. And he had a nephew or niece that was born addicted to opioids. And he knew that there had to be a way to blend technology to Reach out to these patients, help them through their journey of pregnancy, knowing that most mothers that are addicted to opioids or do not want to harm their child, Mm -hmm. they just need help. And so we implemented a system to do the outreach, do the touch points with the mother, uh, walk them through that journey of their pregnancy. Uh, giving them the access to the community partners that they needed, whether that be housing or food or counseling, and then also give them the the clinical and emotional support they needed as well. And it was it was technology, it was outreach, it was a reward system, almost gamification to mm. give them points for doing the right things during their pre- pregnancy and it was a huge success story. They uh, were able to show a 70% uh, adoption rate and success rate. And I think they're even more than that now that they've been in business for a long, long time. And we won the, the Salesforce Partner Innovation Award for that project that year. Mm. And it, and for us at Versus 12, it wasn't about the technology. It was about our, our small way of assisting those families. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody really cares about the technology. They just mm-hmm. care about the outcomes of that technology. And we feel like we really touched people's lives in our own little way. Mm.
0: No, I, I love it. I love it. And so a couple of things that, you know, I noticed that even before we did started doing this interview, when I was looking at your website at versus com, and, you know, go to the team page and I see and heard your story about how you started in the break degree you took and the values and passion, uh, you know, that you instill in your company. I mean, I was just, you know, very, very fascinated. I mean, I think it's really important in this area. And as you're mentioning, you're doing the hard work and doing the grunt work. But, you know, what I find is leaders in this area as well, uh, it's almost like you have a calling, right? You couldn't do anything else, right? You're drawn to it. It's just in your DNA and you have, you've you got to execute upon it. And then, uh, you know, a couple of things on the project that you've done here um yeah it is it is phenomenal technology it's a phenomenal tool it's a method but you know at the end of the day it's about changing people's lives right and changing people's behaviors and you know it's it's great that you position yourself your company and to align with uh, an organization like salesforce that has that distribution power and opportunity to 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 really augment right and and to extend what you've done already successfully so congratulations with the success um, you know, so far, Tammy, and it just, it feels like it's always just probably just getting started. Um, you mentioned something earlier about, you know, having, having, um, making the decision, right. And that bravery to, to start your own company. You know, one thing I sometimes ask our guests is, you know, what's something, you know, you do to stay healthy, to stay resilient. Um, tell me a little bit about what you've learned along the way of starting, you know, your company, uh, I know I will tell you when I first started out, the, the hardest thing to do was just that initial decision, right. To, to, to jump ship and just, you know, trust your gut and trust your instincts. But can you talk a little bit about that, uh, from, from a resilient standpoint or a decisioning standpoint, and also what you do to, to currently, you know, stay healthy and stay at optimal, um, you know, you know, peak, uh, peak mental, you know, state to, to do what you do.
1: So, uh, it's definitely all about resiliency (laughs) because I've told friends before, it's the highest highs and the lowest lows all in one hour.
0: Yes. Not even
1: in one day, all in one hour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, And I, I think that to the, you know, I, I don't know. I just knew that I had something to build yeah and i knew i could build that through a company and so i believe that a lot of entrepreneur entrepreneurs you'll find this theme that they have this desire to build and grow something and to make an impact and um that's what i had i had to fulfill that desire and -hmm. that's why i started versus 12 and now i will say this i took calculated risk i Mm -hmm. uh, i started my company a little bit later in life you know i I had years of experience before I started the company, mm-hmm. but I started it when I thought I had everything I needed mm. to get, to get started. Right. And, um, and to reach out to the resources that I needed to, and I didn't know the answer to what mm. I, and I, and I, and I think that is important. I, t- I tell people, young people now who I will mentor and they'll want to start a company. And I, First ask them why. And then I ask them, do you, do you know enough to know what you don't know? And mm. do you have the resources to reach out and get those answers? Because I think the, the journey of figuring it out is part of the process.
0: Right.
1: And it's been phenomenal. I, I can't even imagine, um, not being an entrepreneur
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, yeah. Uh, And with all the good and the bad, um, there's several things that I do to stay healthy. Um, I'm part of several organizations. I would call them almost um, support groups for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. It's a global entrepreneur organization. It's a global organization. I'm part of the Nashville chapter. I'm Mm -hmm. part of women's President organization. I'm part of women business leaders and not... You know not only for the network of those people but for like minded individuals to bounce ideas with and to get support.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, people who know me know that I'm either 100% on running at you know 120 miles an hour or I'm totally off. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no middle ground. I'm it's like a switch, I'm either on or off, and uh, I think that. I drive as hard as I can during the day and, and get as mm-hmm. much done and try to make as much impact as I can. And then when I am not in that mode, I really think it's important to take time to meditate, meditate, to breathe, mm-hmm. to sleep, mm-hmm. to do things to turn on the other side of your brain. So for me, mm-hmm. that creativity come, goes out in oil painting. So I, I love to paint in my spare time. And it's a totally different part of my brain. It's not the analytical mm-hmm. part. It's the creative part. And I actually mm-hmm. think if you were to ask me when I, if I were painting something and you were to ask me how to, what was two plus two, I would have to really think hard to give you the answer because mm-hmm. I don't have those brain cells turned on, on that side mm-hmm. of my head. And um, then I do believe uh, that everyone um it's important to know that there is a higher purpose mm-hmm. for your life mm-hmm. and there's a higher power mm-hmm. and you can draw strength upon mm-hmm. and that has pulled me out of some really um you know down situations where things just mm-hmm. didn't go my way and I needed to kind of mm-hmm. go through that process of being resilient yeah yeah um, I think it's just extremely important and then also there's the physical side of it as well and I do a lot of walking stair climbing stair running mm-hmm. um, you know just activities outside as much as I can be outside
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I, I, I love it and if I'm hearing correct you know it's 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 a it's a diverse dimension of, of mind body spirit and I. I was joking around with someone the other day. It's like it feels like society has it backwards, but it really is it should be spirit, mind, body, right in that that order. And um, I, I love the painting. You know, it's something I want to start doing a little bit more, other a little bit beyond than just help helping my my three-year-old color or coloring. But it's funny, just that activity has opened up my doorways again to, you know, the yearn for creation, the yearn for color. I love Jim Carrey's. I don't know if you've seen it, it's on Vimeo It's say. Uh, it's I needed color uh, video. It's about Jim Carrey's journey into painting, and I find I find it very fascinating. Um, but uh, so I love that you're inspiring me to do some painting tonight. And then uh, on the higher calling, the higher purpose, higher power, drawing upon that, it's so interesting that we go you know throughout our lives and we we lose some can lose sight of that sometimes. But yeah, when you, when you find yourself in a spot, you know it's the ultimate source to draw fun, from, right? And you know, I found myself in those situations as well, where you're like, oh, no, you feel alone, you feel powerless sometimes, and you want to control this, control that. But if you can just stop, reflect, give thanks, you know, remember, you know, that we are powerful beings, right? We are powerful uh, individuals, and we come from a, this, this amazing, amazing higher power and source. Um, you know, it, it's just phenomenal to reconnect with that. And sometimes it takes trials, right? Tammy, it takes trials and tribulations, I think, a little bit to, to recognize that. So it's really great hearing, hearing about um, these, uh, these pieces from you. And this is why I, I take so much joy into doing these podcasts as well. Like I told you before, this is the cheapest uh, talk therapy uh, on the planet. But, uh, but uh, Tammy, I guess you know one thing I want to be sensitive to is time. Because uh, I'm sure you have family activities you want to get to tonight and to tomorrow, and um, my uh, I do have one last question for you, Tammy. Um, and it's more future focus. And you, you mentioned some great foundational elements, and I'm sure you're very future focused. But tell me, um, tell me about the optimistic version of health that you see we're marching towards. Tell me about the future of health according to Tammy.
1: So I see a day in which analytics played a huge role in personalized healthcare,
0: not mm-hmm. only from the
1: clinical side, but also from the patient preferences side. Mm-hmm. When, when people are sick and they're in the hospital, they're scared. They're, mm-hmm. they're full of anxiety. So it's not only about the drugs that get pumped in their body and the great surgery they have, but it's also about their environment and and a sense of peace within themselves. Mm -hmm. And I do believe, you know, and I I think you've probably heard about the Marriott experience where, uh, you know, they know who you are. They know what kind of coffee you drink. They know what uh, your temperature in your room should be based on your own personal preferences. Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, I mean, we may, tremendous strides in personalized healthcare as it relates to the drugs that will treat certain disease categories based on your own DNA and your own genes. But I think there's some, the mental side of that has not always gotten the full credit that it needs to get because there's an emotional side and there's also a social uh, determinants of healthcare side mm-hmm. that now we can better Put that into the calculation of mm-hmm. what patients really need mm-hmm. to get well. It kind of speaks to, you know, the three parts of your person uh, that we spoke to on, you know, how to be a whole person spiritually mm-hmm. and mentally and physically. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that as long as I've been in healthcare and technology, those tools have not really existed. And I, I'm seeing them now.
0: Right, seeing them
1: um, it, at a very fast pace come to fruition, and that is extremely exciting. Not only as a consumer of healthcare, mm-hmm. but as someone who can actually use that technology to help entire patient populations, mm. and uh, you know, entire health systems and organizations that maybe don't even exist today, but that, that will come to market with. Uh, new innovative ideas that can help the entire patient population. Um, There's just so much need out there Mm -hmm. that has less to do about, um, you know, where you live and how much you can afford in healthcare and more to do with how we treat our population as a society for future generations.
0: Right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely, Tammy. Um, I mean, the the social factors, I mean, it's coming across more and more. It's almost like, you know, we have this new value-based world. But with that, you know, as you know, you have a lot of friends that are CEOs. I have a lot of friends that are CEOs at at hospitals. And, you know, you've worked with so so many and now realizing, you know, hey, to really do this value-based thing right, we have to understand the population in its purest form in terms of their needs, their humanity. Um, and, uh, it is exciting. And so a couple of things just to add to that, that I'm really excited about is that it feels like, you know, versus 12, your leadership is well-timed in the right space as a really, you know, hungry growing system integrator for Salesforce, you know, um, and, and beyond, right? It, it, it's uh, it's an important role that you're playing in this modern world to impact more lives. And just like the story you told earlier about the the um, the gamification project you guys won and, and did, it's it's taking you know something beautiful, something very focused like that, and growing it and scaling it um, in a fast moving world. And so it is it is very exciting. I love the Marriott analogy as well. It's 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 interesting. We've spent so much time as a society and industries like that to personalize experiences but now we get to do it in what matters most most which is um you know the population the well-being for the population um tammy a couple things it's great you know having you on to share your story uh to share your passions of what you're working on today what you've built the the bravery and leadership that you're bringing to the industry and the blend and merge of uh of the 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 well-being elements, the health elements, health management, leadership elements, and entrepreneurial side of, 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 of everything you're doing. So it's really exciting to hear the blend of what you're doing here and, and what you're ushering in. Uh, I promise my last question is connecting with you. If, if our listeners would like to connect with you through social media or directly, if you'd like any of that to happen, <laughs> what would be a good way to do so, Tammy?
1: So I would say you could uh, connect to us on LinkedIn um, versus 12 or just versus 12. And then also on Twitter versus 12. Um, You know, I am fairly uh, active in monitoring all things versus 12 and participating in the conversations. Mm -hmm. And then also you could obviously go out to our website at, uh, www.versuswap.com and I'm pretty easy to find you can find mm-hmm. me on LinkedIn and reach out directly as well and uh, I will de- I'll definitely get back to you
0: super super well Tammy this was great and rewarding to have you on it's, uh, these charged me up it was great to hear your story what you're focused on I'm rooting rooting for your company and what you guys are doing it's you, know, you guys are making a, a tremendous impact And, uh, you, you got a lot of supporters of what you're doing and it's all about changing lives and it's just exciting and, you know, to, to, to hear about your efforts and your story. Um, so Tammy, again, thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for making time to do this. This was great.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Anthony. This has been fun.
0: Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you.